Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you. Welcome back. It's another week of On the Mark on WKOK Radio, brought to you as always by the Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. Our hotline number is 570-743-9565. Or you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236. But be sure to put OTM at the start of your message. And that way it comes right through to us, okay? On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. They are located on North 4th Street in Sunbury, and the Kia dealership is on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them by checking them on the web at sunburymotors.com. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia vehicles, and they are a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks, including all sizes of trucks. They have a large truck shop, a parts department, a body shop, an alignment shop, and a repair garage for all types of vehicles. They're a master towing service with decades of experience. Experience. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday morning, uh, Friday rather, not all just morning, all day long, from 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. and Saturday from 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. We have a, an email to start us off from our friend E.B. this morning. She says, during one of his rallies this weekend, Trump repeated his claim that immigrants coming to the U.S. are poisoning the blood of our country. Of course, this language is almost identical to that used by Adolf Hitler. So aside from trying to overturn a Democratic election that he lost by 7 million votes and vowing to become a dictator if he's reelected, he's now echoing the words of the famed Nazi who was responsible for the Holocaust. Here's a little straight talk at this point. If you still support this guy or are even thinking of voting for him next year, you are a terrible human being. It's as simple as that. No decent person, especially one identifying as a Christian, would ever align themselves with such an evil, hateful, bigoted man. I love these comparisons to Adolf Hitler. You know, Hitler said a lot of things that are very similar to what other people have said, and yet they don't seem to be in trouble for them. For example, Hitler said, anyone can deal with victory, only the mighty can bear defeat. Any number of quotes that are very similar to that from other people. He also said, do not compare yourself to others. If you do so, you are insulting yourself. And Will Smith, when he isn't slapping people, said, don't compare yourself to others. That's when you start to lose confidence in yourself. Gee, isn't it amazing how Adolf Hitler's words can be used in almost any context? We have one call on the line, one coming in. Stan, you're on the mark this morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Wow, but but Evie will support a fascist like Biden. Okay, whatever. Anyways. uh, I think Biden's closer to communist than fascist. It's all one and the same. It's uh, two sides of the same coin. So okay. fascist, communism, you know, if you're three-sided coin, you'd have uh, socialism in there. So uh, here's a report from Rasmussen put out a survey last week that uh, they found that uh, 
it says 20% of uh, surveyed, uh, you know, likely voters of their poll uh, committed voter fraud in 2020. 20%. So if you extrapolate that out, uh, uh, roughly 160 million votes were cast, correct, between the two two candidates? I'm not certain I know where you're going with this. Well, 20% claim they committed fraud, illegally voted. Oh, they, 20% of the people who voted claim they voted illegally? Yes, that is what the poll said. And this is from Rasmussen. That's from Rasmussen. Look it up. Well, I haven't heard of that one, I'll be honest with you. I thought okay, I saw most of the polls. Was, yeah, well, it was just came out last week. So they say 20% claim to have voted fraudulently. You know, whether they voted in a state they were no longer a resident, voted for somebody else, or, you know, took their ballot and voted for them without their permission, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you extrapolate that out with, a, I think there was supposedly around 160, between Trump and Biden, 160 million votes, give or take a few, million, whatever. So 20% of that would be 32 million votes. Did Trump lose by 32 million votes? Nope, by seven. But that right. doesn't mean, how so, do you know that, wait a second, but you, you, can't, exactly just, you can't just do that. Exactly, Joe, my point. You can't do that because that, some of those people probably voted it. for Biden. No, some of them probably voted for Biden. They weren't all Trump well, votes. Yeah. Well, you mean that were fraudulent? Yeah. It, it, let's say you're right. Let's say Rasmussen well, yeah, is right. Yeah, okay, so you got 32 million fraudulent votes for Biden? No, I'm just saying that you can't. <laughs> you cannot say what the outcome would have been, assuming that people are even telling the truth about that. My point exactly, Joe. Once the vote is fraudulently cast, you can't bring it back, can you? Well, no, you can't. But let's, exactly. let's, say, let's say this. There's a difference between somebody who voted in a precinct where they were no longer registered and, somebody, and somebody who deliberately sets out to stuff the ballot box. There's a hell of a difference illegal. there. Illegal. There's a hell of a yeah, difference Yeah, but they're all there. illegal. Well, that's true, but they wouldn't necessarily influence the outcome of the vote. See, see, you're playing that game again, Joe, because you're right. Nobody can ever know because once a vote is fraudulently cast, it's counted along with the rest. And you lose, you have no chain of custody because you don't know where that vote came from. But when you see pictures and video of people fraudulently putting stuffing ballots, you know, the mail-in uh, collection bins, you know, with more than one, because I do believe in the majority of the states that, you know, that have those drop boxes, one voter, one ballot to the box. They're not allowed to put ten in. It's one. So there's video of it. There's so, vid- video. Like, of people, as I said in the past, there's video of people putting ten votes ballots in a box. Yes, there, there is, are, Joe. Where is it? I haven't seen it. And uh, but you don't watch twenty thousand mules, Joe. Watch the video. It's all on video. Okay, watch it. It happened. All right, it's out there. Well, then why hasn't somebody taken the movie 20,000 Mules and, and launched prosecutions? Well, I'm, I'm saying think? because that probably it's unsubstantiated. It can't be proven. If it could be what proven... What can't be proven? That these people were there with more than one ballot in their hand in the middle of the night? I don't know. Can that that, how, how would you prove that? How would you prove that they well, were fraudulent votes? Yeah, but how would you prove that the, what they had in their hand was fraudulent and not actually something that should be counted? Uh, let's see, if the state requires that only one person, one ballot, dropping in a drop box, and they go in there with 10, 
that would be fraud and, and illegal. And nobody, sto- nobody stopped them. Even the Republican poll watchers didn't stop them from doing this, didn't instantly report uh, oh, it. Wait a minute, Joe. Joe, once they're in the ballot, in the drop box, who has custody of it? Well, I suppose the election officials, once they open exactly. the box. Exactly. And I don't care how many poll watchers you got there, they pull a, a bin full or a bag full of ballots out of a drop box. Okay, but how and they did start they get... counting them? So the, if there's if there's a half of them are frauds because people you know a dozen people drop ten at a time. Where do they get these how, ballots? What the poll watchers supposed to do? Well, right, where did they get these ballots? I would think if they were handing out ballots willy in nilly. In some states, in some states, California being one, all registered voters, whether they're alive, dead, moved in the state, or whatever, still get ballots sent to their address. Automatically. You don't have to request it like a PA. They automatically get sent to their address. Now, if they moved a half a dozen times and they've re-registered a half a dozen times and they haven't cleaned up the voter rolls, a ballot gets sent to each of those addresses. So those ballots are just laying around. And you got crooks, just like there's crooks everywhere, Joe. That's why we have crime, because there are crooks out there. Now, it happens. It happened. Now, as you said, we can't prove it, and I fully understand that. But that's the problem with mail-in ballots. Well, I I agree with you. I don't like mail-in ballots, to be honest with you, but I know a lot of people who use them, and they don't have more than one, and they are very responsible about using it as it was intended to be used. (laughs) Those are the good people, Joe. Yeah, but you assume everybody everybody that's got a ballot is a crook. No, 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 no. It doesn't take everybody. It only takes a few. Well, it takes more than a few to make up seven million dollars, seven million vote shortfall. Does it? Yeah, it takes more than a few. Now, wait a minute. Okay, in 2016, Trump supposedly didn't get the popular vote, correct? Right. Yet he still won, correct? That's true, and that's not the first time okay. that's happened and in American politics. Exactly. That's because it's the electoral college. So, if they cheated with ten thousand votes in Georgia. 5,000 votes and, and won by 5,000, whatever, in Pennsylvania, or what, and, and, and the battleground state right. where he lost, where it would have made up the difference. You don't need 7 million votes to change, do you? Well, you need 3.5 million plus one. 3.5 million? Yeah, halfway. Why do you say that? Well, no, because, because he lost he Georgia by, by what, 7,000 votes? No, 11,000. Don't you remember okay, he called 11, asking to find 11,000 votes? That's another thing. And, 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 and I keep seeing different reports. Supposedly, Governor Kemp down there has uh, sent uh, Mr. Rassenberg, Rapsen, Rassenberger. Yeah, that's it. Okay. You know, the Secretary of State, that their legal team has found some fraudulent votes that were cast in 2020. Now, I've seen different reports. Some people say that's not true. Other one says it is. So I'll wait to see if anything comes out of it. And they're supposedly having meetings on it okay. tomorrow and the next day. Well, we so have we'll a, have to see. We, now, have, another, we, have, another, we have another call, so we'll let you wrap it up. We'll give you the last word. Go ahead. All I'm saying, voter fraud happens. But as we know, when we continue to vote by mail, it can't be stopped because there will be low lowlifes that cheat. Plain and simple. Now, I ain't saying it doesn't happen on both sides. Okay. The question is, who is the majority of the cheaters? I don't know. Then we'll never know because there's no way to stop it once it's in that drop box. Fair enough. Okay. There Thank you, is. Stan. Appreciate your comments. Yep. It's always, always fun talking to you, buddy. Take care. Jim from uh, Shimokin, you're on the mark this morning. Shimokin Dam. Have to turn your radio off, Jim. 
I'm just listening to that last guy. He must, his whole job must be uh, digging up conspiracy theories, QAnon stuff. In Northumberland County, you have to deliver your mail-in ballot to Sunbury. And, and, ballot, and you have to count it, they clock it, and they have to do it, and you have to register. Well, when I go to vote, my name's in the book in the district I vote, so I don't know how we're doing this. But the only really thing I heard in all this election stuff was people voted for Trump more than once. <laughs> That's all. Now, back to the immigrant thing. Okay. Trump complains about all these immigrants. His mother came here from Germany in 1919. I'm assuming his father did too. Trump has, what, four children raised and born and raised from immigrants. They moved to this country. But yet, we're poisoning the blood in our country. This country was founded on immigrants. So if we're poisoning it, we're really in trouble because everybody that came from Italy, Germany, Austria, Poland, whatever, whatever European, whatever Asian country, we're, we're polluting our blood. This guy, Trump, what he ought to do is just move to one of these real dictatorship countries that he really admires so much and get away from America and do everybody a big favor. But, Jim, you're actually missing his point. He wasn't talking about legal immigration. He was talking about the illegal immigration and the fact that we don't know where these people are coming from entirely. We don't know what's motivating them to come here. Huh? Did he say illegal? Yeah, I think he made it pretty. He, he made it pretty clear. He made it pretty clear that they were. He was talking about people streaming across the southern border. I, I think he made that abundantly clear. I don't think he makes anything clear. Well, okay, fair Somebody's enough. Somebody's writing these speeches and he's reading it off a teleprompter. His, his best racist guy, Stephen Miller. Are you, do you have any problem at all with the, this unfettered influx of people coming across our southern border? Doesn't bother you at all? Yeah, but what Congress has been trying to do something for how many years now? 20 years, is it? So right. it's not just the problem. At the southern border right now, it's been happening for a long, long time. It's just getting worse now, and has Congress done anything to stop it? Has the this is a Republican ploy. They don't want to stop oh, it. Oh, come on. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't let you get away with that one. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. The Republicans are trying to stop it. The Democrats are the ones. The Democrats are the ones letting it in. The Newsmax story that they like to keep going because the big lie just ran out. They paid all that money from the big lies. Okay, what is so, what has Joe Biden done? Moon. What has Joe Biden done to stop it? What has Joe Biden well, he done? in place. What? And what did happen? The courts got rid of it. So that was his big thing to stop all these people from caught. On day one, on day one, he rescinded a number of Donald Trump's measures that were keeping the border safe. On day one, his first day in office as President of the United States. I'm sorry, but you got to lay this directly at Joe Biden's footsteps, or foot, feet. Right directly at his feet. You know Barack Obama sent more immigrants back than Donald Trump? Yep, I know, and I wish Barack Obama was there to do it again today. Hey, Biden asked Congress to do something, what are they doing? Alright, but look at what's happening right now. Biden... Biden wants. Wasn't the Republicans elected to fix this problem? Weren't the Democrats? I don't think the Republicans just won the House. And what have they accomplished in the past 12 months? And what have the Democrats accomplished in the Senate? 
Even John Fetterman, your beloved uh, Democratic senator, one of them, is in favor of shutting down the border. He said it today. I agree, but how do you do it legally? Well, you do, first of all, you, you put Congress enough people there. To do something. You build a wall. Donald <laughs> Trump was building a wall. Did you see how easy it is to cut through that wall? The Donald blasts off for 100 bucks, a couple of blades, and cut right through in a couple of minutes. They repair it, and they cut the next hole right next to it. And if there were if there were guards there keeping them from doing that, it wouldn't happen. If the if there were enough yeah, border patrol how do you guards, get more guards there. Well, you for, need more money from Congress. They ask for more money. They ask for more security, and Congress refuses to give it to them. Well, what they asked for was ninety-seven thousand new IRS agents. If they had asked for ninety-seven thousand, what does that have to do with the border? What what has to do is misplaced you're priorities. Deflecting. Misplaced you're priorities. You're not talking about the issues. You're deflecting. Jim, it's misplaced priorities. IRS issues. Okay, let's talk about the IRS. The IRS has been un underfunded for at least 10 years. Then people have been retiring, and they put a freeze on it. This is things that Trump does. Yeah. And? Did we lose Jim? We, Jim, we lost you. I'm very sorry about that. Call back and we'll let you finish. But I do have, I mean, it, it, we're talking about this immigration issue. Yesterday, Senator Lindsey Graham was on Meet the Press, and he was talking about this proposed deal between the Biden administration trying to get money for the Ukraine and something to do with border security. We have two calls coming in, but I want you to hear this because I think it's important. Well, I guess I don't have the right thing here, do I? Come on, let's go. Well, I'm sorry. I guess I don't have it. <laughs> I had it set up here, but apparently, for some reason, my computer is going to go a little flaky on me. 570-743-9565. Uh, That's our hotline number. Give us a call. You'll get right through to On the Mark, and we have a caller coming in, and we have another one pending. 570-743-9565. Joseph, you get... Uh, our Jim didn't call back, so Joseph, you get uh, to go next. Good morning. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, your first caller, yeah, that restless pool, yeah, I heard that too, I've seen that, uh, and they said also about that, that 20%, they said probably a lot more would not have confessed to fraudulently voting, so, you know, it is what it is, and I think old Dan there in New Berlin, I think he had it right, he said, when well, he says Trump won the election, because it's going to come out sooner or later, you know what I'm saying, these things do come out later. Uh, I mean, maybe all the judges said, oh, it was the most uh, secure election we ever had, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it, it's based on lies. But anyway, well, what I wanted to say, too, is uh, this border thing. When Trump said, I'm going to be a dictator the first day in office, they took that and out of context completely because he said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to drill, drill, drill and uh, fix the wall, fix the border. That's not a dictator. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was joking, you know, tongue-in-cheek, really. I agree. They, they I think he was kidding. Like he's going to be a dictator his whole administration if he if he gets in. Uh, it's just, just uh, well, that's what, that's what Democrats do. They'll take something out of context, you know, and just rail on it and on it and make it a talking point and, and try and persuade people, like, you know, this is Hitler trying to get in, you know? Uh, I agree. I think that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. Uh, well, I wanted to mention something else. I don't know if you saw this. It was on the news. 
out in Iowa, uh, in a, in the capital, in the rotunda, they have a, a, a Christmas tree set up, you know, Christians do, and then the devil worshipers set up a image of Satan and an altar to Satan. Well, it was like a Satan Christmas tree. Yes, I did see that picture. No, it wasn't a Christmas tree. It was, a, it was uh, well, in Satanism, it's a human body with a goat's head. Right, I've seen it. Okay, and the pentagram displayed in the in the center of his chest and stuff, and then they had an altar there to Satan. And uh, there was, a, I guess it was a Christian, <clears throat> was kind of irate about that, and he went in and tore, <laughs> tore the head off of off the goat's head, you know, and destroyed it, and of course they, they arrested him. And uh, But I wonder what, uh, you know, a lot of Christians that, that listen to the show and, and comment, I wonder what they, they think about that. Now, I want to give you some facts here. I went down to Washington, D.C. when President Reagan was in, when he was going to light the Christmas tree, a national Christmas tree. <clears throat> and they had what they call the Christmas Prevalion there. It's the tree from every state. And at the back of the uh, Prevalion, they have a big hole, a cement pit. It's probably 10 foot long by 5 foot wide by 6 foot deep, and they have a tractor trailer, a little log there. And they were burning in this pit. <clears throat> and I asked the guard, there was a guard standing there, uh, Capitol Police, and I said, what, what in the world is this? You know, it looked like a big barbecue pit. Oh, he said, well, right there's the sign. And I memorized the sign, and here's what it says. It says, the old Yule log, the burning of a Yule log is an ancient custom antedating the Christian era by centuries. The English made it a part of a gay festival honoring, honoring the mythological god Thor. Later, the... Uh, it was, became part of the Christmas Eve festivities, even though the beautiful Christmas tree, though likewise of pagan origin, is so dear to our hearts as a Christmas symbol. Well, here, the government put this up, and they're, they're stating facts that the Christmas tree is a pagan thing. It's a demonic thing. Pagans were deceived by Satan, of course, just like the devil worshippers are. So my Christmas tree's demonic, huh? Well, now, all at once, no, I'm just saying the history of the Christmas tree it has nothing to do with our Savior. It has nothing to do with the Bible, other than refuting, being refuted by Jeremiah and Jeremiah. Not, ev not everything has something to do with the Bible. Christmas tree is a long-standing tradition. It has nothing to do with well, worshiping the devil. in the first century with the believers. It has nothing to do in the Bible. You will not find them uh, having a Christmas party or setting up trees or, or uh, Paul mentioning anything about Christmas or anything. Well, that doesn't in mean fact, it's prohibited. From the mass of Christ, the Catholic Church. That doesn't mean right it's prohibited. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's prohibited. Most of the churches no, I know I'm, have I'm Christmas trees in them. That the origin of these things were totally demonic and of pagan origin. So, and that's a fact. That's an undisputed fact. That may have been what they started out as, but that's yes, not what they I are today. Agree. Does that mean we ban them because they, they once had a bad reputation? Yes. Uh, and we why ban I say that? It's not my opinion here. Not my opinion at all. Deuteronomy chapter 12, the last three verses, read it. He says, when you go into those lands and see how the, the heathens worship their gods, don't say, oh, I'll, I'll worship Yahweh the way the heathens do. Nope. He said, don't do that. He that said, doesn't mean you can't have a Christmas tree, Joseph. I'm sorry. That doesn't mean that at all. Yeah, what does it mean then? I'm not worshiping anybody when I put a Christmas tree up. I'm celebrating the holiday season. I understand that, Joe. But that's not what Yahweh said. He said, don't look around and say, how do nations serve their gods? I'll do that to the Almighty. In other words, 
I'll take what they did to their gods, and I'll just say, oh, we're anoint it with oil or something, and give it a different meaning and worship Yahweh that way. He said, don't do that. For every abomination which he hates, have they done unto their gods. Well, there are a lot of people then who are being, being deceived, Joseph, because yeah, well, almost yeah, every church I know has a Christmas tree in it. Revelation chapter 12, read Okay, it. hey, we listen. deceived. We'll give you the final word. You. We've got to move on. Give you the final word. Go ahead. Well, uh, that's what I want to say. It's, uh, the guy should have tore down the Christmas tree and took that out, too, as well as the Satan, because they're both satanic. Okay, thank you. Well, no mirth in his Christmas. <laughs> 570-743-9565. Bob, we got to take a quick break. Hang on. We'll get to you in just a moment on the mark. This is Kyle. And Haley. December is a great month to celebrate the holidays at Penn's Tavern. Every Tuesday is Tapas Tuesday. Choose three items from our tapas menu plus one side, all for $19.95. Or just choose something from our regular menu. Need something to warm you up? Try our new mold wine. Wednesday and Thursday, we also offer our authentic German dishes, such as Wiener Schnitzel, Jäger Schnitzel, Sauerbraten, Fresh Bratwurst, and Chicken Wilhelm, along with our regular menu. With Christmas right around the corner, now is a good time to start thinking about gifts. Penn's Tavern gift certificates make the perfect present for that special someone you care most about. We are open Tuesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Haley, can I go to Penn's Tavern and have a casual night with my friends and family? Of course you can, Kyle. And can I also go to Penn's Tavern and have an authentic historical dining experience in one of Sunbury's oldest buildings? Oh, for sure you can. Well, sounds like I'll be going to Penn's Tavern then, located on Route 147 between Sunbury and Herndon on the beautiful Susquehanna River. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas from, from Penn's Tavern, Tavern, a piece of heaven on Route 147. Yes, we're back. I'm sorry. I thought that was a commercial. <laughs> 570-743-9565 is our hotline number. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Text us at 70236. Bob from Pax Sinus, you're on the mark. Good morning, sir. Yeah, good morning. Hey, I was in New York City this weekend, and they were marching for Palestine. Where the hell is Palestine? Well, that's uh, that's what the the area of the Gaza Strip is. Is that Israel? They consider that the Palestinians consider that whole area theirs, yes. Well, aren't we trying to save them? Oh. And they were they were protesting against uh, Biden. Well, Biden is not doing enough, in their opinion, to force Israel into a ceasefire. That's their problem. They want Israel to have a ceasefire so that the Hamas can rebuild and restructure and then attack them again. That's my opinion, but that's my opinion. And we're a little country, whether you know it or not. We're a very little country, and why are we trying to save the world? Well, first of all, I don't buy that we're a little country. I think we're a pretty big country in terms of our economic influence and in terms of our power influence around the world. We're pretty big. And I think we are the world's policemen because we set ourselves up as a, a form of government that had never been tried before in the world. I mean, you, you had to remember when this country was founded, monarchs were the rule of thumb, literally, and they, they had pretty much unabridged power. But we set out to prove that men could govern themselves in freedom. And so having done that and having had it work, we want to extend that to others. And why wouldn't we? We want people to have the right to determine their own fate. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. And as far as the Christmas tree goes, yeah, it was originally 
or, organized in Germany. Right. With they set up a paradise tree in their homes on December 4th for the religious feast day of Adam and Eve. So it's, it's to respect Adam and Eve. Well, I don't know, but I, I don't think Joseph has it right there when we talk about tearing down Christmas trees. and the, the satanic thing, I don't blame people. I'd be upset about that, too. But, you know, the fact is, if you're allowing one person, if you're allowing someone to set up a Christian display inside a Capitol building, you've got to allow other people with other beliefs to set something up. You can't just keep people out. That's establishment of religion, and that's prohibited by our Constitution. Exactly. And why do people hang all upside down? Hang what upside down? A Christmas tree. Well, I don't have mine's right side up, so I don't know why people hang them upside down. Hang them upside down. <laughs> really? I haven't heard that. What? What's the purpose? Do you know? It's a family member, but she's passed away now. But anyway, I got up late today for some reason. I uh, just wanted to call and say, you know, I want want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and. You know, it's time to stop and change things, and hopefully things get better for everyone. We'll keep our fingers crossed, Bob. We will keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> okay. Happy Thank you, day. sir. Take care. 570-743-9565. I think and I now have that cut uh, from Senator Lindsey Graham talking about uh, the deal, the proposed deal that they're trying to make between getting funding for Ukraine and Israel and at the same time tying that to something to do with the border. <laughs> Let's start with the border sure. negotiations. Okay. There is so much focus on that. You have been right. so focused on that. Can you bring us up to speed? What's the very latest? Do you okay. think there's going to be a deal before the new year? Uh, no, I think uh, this will go into next year. I've been talking to the people at the table. Um, the White House got engaged five days ago. They sent over a supplemental with border security provisions that did nothing to change policy. We've been talking to them since September five days ago they finally sat at this table. Sarah Lankford's doing a good job. Uh, the bottom line here is uh, we feel like we're being jammed. We're not anywhere close to a deal. It'll go into next year and let me tell you why it's important to get a good border security deal. What Congressman Castro said was pretty offensive. According to the FBI director last week, he's never seen more, more threats to the homeland than he does today. Wherever he looks, he sees blinking lights. The border has been obliterated since January 21 to now. Uh, we've had six million people come to date. There are 3.6 million on schedule to come this year alone. The policy choices of the Biden administration has made the border a dangerous place to come to. America is under threat, according to the FBI director since October the 7th. Uh, jihadist groups want to attack us because we're helping Israel. I've never been more worried about a 9-11 than I am right now and our border has been obliterated and we're not going to give in on some uh, band-aid fix. I think he makes an excellent point, and I know our caller Jim would disagree, but he's right. I mean, this is what's wrong with letting the border people stream across our southern border and do nothing to stop it. I think the Republicans are right here to hold out and say, we're not going to give you any of the money you want unless you do something here, because they're both problems. Yes, giving money to the Ukrainians is a problem. They need that if we're going to support their war effort. We need to support Israel with funds, but we also need to protect ourselves. You know, the old saying, charity begins 
Biden's at home. Well, it begins at the southern border. And it's about time the Biden administration finally admitted what a disaster they created there and do something to solve it. Because otherwise, we're just going to continue to hemorrhage across the southern border with people whose backgrounds, whose motives for coming here, we have no, no knowledge of at all. So that's my rant for the morning on that. But that was Senator Lindsey Graham yesterday on Meet the Press. One of our other emailers says, when EB says all those foolish things, she always exaggerates. Trump jokingly said, I will become a dictator for one day. This was the quote I took from Reuters. No, no, other than one day, Trump said when asked to deny he would become a dictator if he wins the November election. Trump said on day one he would use his presidential powers to close the southern border with Mexico and expand oil drilling. He said, I want to drill, drill, drill. Give me that dictator for a day. Yeah, if that's what he's going to do, I say I'm with him for one day. After that, I'd be a little concerned if he did, if he went after his enemies. And that's something he said he was going to do. I mean, he accuses the Biden administration of weaponizing the Justice Department, and yet he has at times said that he would go after people who had come after him. I don't think retribution is what we want from our president in this country, to be honest with you. And then Doug had an email this morning. He says, on Morning Joe this morning, yes, I can't can't help myself but to tune into this pathetic program to see what they're crying about. They were talking about the incredible calm within the Biden campaign, even though the polls are horrible, and he's losing support from black voters and young voters and many others. Why is that? What do they know that we don't? It's kind of similar to 2020, when Biden ran against the incumbent president, who before the pandemic had the economy humming with record job numbers and low inflation and gas prices, but yet still supposedly lost to an old corrupt career politician who clearly has the onset of dementia and stayed in his basement instead of campaigning and still somehow received the most votes in our history. So what do they know we don't know? That's from Doug. 570-743-9565. That's our hotline number. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Check us out at 7, or rather, text us at 70236. But be sure to put OTM in your uh, the start of your message so that we can get it. But former President Donald Trump said immigrants coming to the U.S., quote, are poisoning the blood of our country. He made that remark Saturday that quickly drew a rebuke from his chief Democratic rival, President Joe Biden's campaign likening those words to Adolf Hitler. They let, I think the real number is, 15 to 16 million people into our country. When they do that, we got a lot of work to do. They're poisoning the blood of our country, Trump told the crowd at a rally in New Hampshire. That's what they've done. They poison mental institutions and prisons all over the world, and not just in South America, not just to three or four countries that we think about, but all over the world. They're coming into our country from Africa, from Asia, Asia, from all over the world. Trump then repeated the use of poisoning in a post on his social media website, Truth Social, saying overnight in an all-caps post that illegal immigration is poisoning the blood of our nation. They're coming from prisons, from mental institutions from all over the world. The term blood poisoning was used by Hitler in his manifesto, Mein Kampf, in which he criticized immigration and the mixing of races. He said all great cultures of the past perished only because the originally creative race died out from blood poisoning. Poisoning, Hitler wrote. Well, that's pretty 
despicable. I agree. The Biden campaign released a statement criticizing Trump's remarks. Donald Trump channeled his role models as he parroted Adolf Hitler, praised Kim Jong-un, and quoted Vladimir Putin while running for president on a promise to rule as a dictator and threaten American democracy. Trump is not shying away from his plan to lock up millions of people into detention camps and continues to lie about that time when Joe Biden obliterated him by over 7 million votes three years ago, the Biden campaign said. Chris Christie, one of Trump's rivals for the Republican presidential nomination, called Trump's remarks disgusting on CNN's State of the Union. He's disgusting, and what he's doing is dog whistle to Americans who feel absolutely under stress and strained from the economy and from the conflicts around the world, and he's dog whistling to blame it on people from areas that don't look like us, Christie said. The other problem with this is that Republicans who are saying that this is okay. Well, it's not okay, but on the other hand, if you take the larger picture and his larger point, you can't deny that there's some truth in what President Trump had to say. Dan, you're on the mark this morning. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Joe. You know, they keep trying to scare everybody into vote, not to vote for Trump at all. And it's not working at all. The more they try to scare people, the more people he gets behind him. And you remember back in the first campaign, and, you know, Trump and Hillary Clinton had that going back and forth. And, he, you know, what the one campaign rally was, lock her up. Well, Trump never went after Hillary Clinton, all them people that were against him. He never went after any of them, and he's not going to spend his time if he hopefully gets reelected to go after them. That's not his agenda. His agenda is helping people like me and you know, to make America better again, exactly what he says. He's not going to, you know, that's just left-wing propaganda to try to scare people. So what you're saying is that Donald Trump says things he doesn't really mean. Doesn't that make him a liar? No, just, it is, (laughs) well, how about the left-wing media calling him, he'll be a dictator. Isn't that a lie? Well, he said he would be a dictator on day one. Yeah. He didn't deny it, didn't deny it. As as Joseph uh, said, that's just talk. We know he isn't. You've got to take things, like Joseph said, it's in context. If you really listen to Trump and not are looking, if you're looking for trouble, you can take anything out of context. Sure. And we, you got to take things in kind of. We all know Trump would never be a dictator. You, it'd be impossible, and that's not his forte. His but, forte is helping make us a better country, and like he did, exactly what he did before. Then why would he say things, he made, Dan? Why would he say things like, I'm going to come after those people that came after me, I'm going to I'm going to get retribution? He said, I am your retribution. That doesn't sound like a guy who wants to bring us together. That sounds like a guy who wants to continue tearing us apart. That is, uh, well, Joe, it, 
what he's saying, the retribution, what he means, I'll interpret it for him. Good, go ahead. Because I know what he's saying is making our country great again with oil running down the streets of America, making us productive, not taking us down the path towards socialism. He'll make us a get the free enterprise system booming again not like it is now that's what his retribution is retribution against the the left wing socialists that want to see a socialist country here we most of us don't want that we probably almost every one of us got progress progressed through this free enterprise system it made me starting out with a couple hundred dollars today i'm not rich but i'm not bad off put it that way well and that's I... what the free enterprise system did for me under socialism i might have a little apartment and be eating baked beans with a piece of pork fat that's what I may be doing. So that's why that's what Trump means by retribution. Okay. People like me, that you know, that's what he's talking about, making us great. The little guy, not the big guy. Okay. Hey, listen, we got to take a break, so we'll give you the final word. Word. Go ahead. Yep. And uh, yep. So. You gotta be reasonable when you listen to Trump. Don't be looking for trouble. Just take what he says and with a grain of salt and listen and don't make him out to be something he's not. Because he would make America great again the best he could with what he has to work with. And they're not cutting through that down there the it's the other side cutting the, through that wall down there it's okay. not the immigrants okay listen dan we got to go people thank letting you. Them in. so you have a great you too sir thank you appreciate your call 570-743-9565 that's our hotline number want to work for a stable yet growing company got it want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years experience in taking care of customers and employees got it Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star Trucks, plus anything that fits in the door and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. Hi, this is Dave Moyer for the Benjamin T. Moyer Furniture Store in Sunbury. I'm so excited to tell you about the great values we have for you just in time for the holiday gift-giving season. Here are just a few of the great values. First, a made-in-the-USA best rocker recliner. In your choice of three leather colors for just 
Your choice of end table, wedge table, or chair side table made of solid wood by the Pennsylvania Amish for just $1.99 each. Choose from two different styles of Koizel Tiffany lamps, now just $2.49 while supplies last. We have a great selection of desk chairs, curios, mirrors, coat trees, floor lamps, clocks, and decorative items for that special someone on your shopping list. Of course, if you've been good this year, ask Santa for a new bedroom, dining room, or sofa, complete with free white glove delivery in our very own red sleigh. We are open 9 to 5 Monday through Saturday and Friday evenings by appointment. Please accept my invitation to visit the Benjamin T. Moyer Furniture Store, 35 South 4th Street in Sunbury, or online at moyersfurniture.com. Your home is where you make memories that last a lifetime, especially during the holiday season. Make those memories in your new home with Designer Homes. You can move in faster with Modular, be in your turnkey home within six months, and Designer Homes will customize it to meet your needs. They offer a variety of price ranges for all budgets. They have over 300 floor plans or create your own. Designer Homes is the premier custom modular home builder right here in the central Susquehanna Valley. Plus, they feature legacy crafted cabinets that are built right in Mifflinburg. Designer Homes. Visit their model home center and design room in Mifflinburg. The hotlines are open. Give us a call. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com, as one person has done. Text us, as quite a few people have done. We'll get to those in just a moment. One of our emailers says, I think that Trump is trying to tell you and the Democrats that our justice system is a circus show. And I hope he makes billions of dollars off those cards he's selling. Please remember, it's the people's money. If anybody should get a refund, it's the people, not our enemies. And that's not a bad point at all. On our texting front, and we have a call coming in, we'll get to that, but we can take some of these texts first. Got to make the corrupt people sweat. That's why you call for retribution. When they sweat and worry, they will be prosecuted. They make mistakes, Expo- exponentially, I guess that means. Uh, Chris Christie is a liar, but I'd expect nothing less from a butthurt rhino. Don't understand exactly what those adjectives stand for, but I got the rhino part. Retribution is needed to clean out the corrupt three-letter agencies. These are all separate texts, by the way. The offer by the Biden administration is a Trojan horse. Reduce numbers on paper trying to satisfy Republicans and blame Republicans for not allowing the change in immigration law. Jim is your typical leftist deranged Biden supporter with his tinfoil hat on tight, or too tight, on too tight. All right, now Jim's got legitimate points. Uh, Let's see, the birthright citizenship given to illegal babies violates the law, and the State Department decided to change by fiat, not an act of Congress. Another text says, the illegals come in, Biden moves them around the country, loses track of them, they get women pregnant, birth a citizen anchor baby. And, Jim, illegals have no place in this country. They take jobs, homes, and money from citizens. Why are you for criminals, Jim? Another one aimed at Jim says, Oh, Jim, you're talking about Pennsylvania. There are 49 other states with different laws concerning mail ballots. That's not conspiracy. Uh, You saying so doesn't make it one. And then, finally, Stan has got to move on. This is ridiculous talk. Nothing can be done. And all you've worried about is Trump being reelected. Okay, Bob, you want another minute. You've got it. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say, Joe Biden's been doing the best he can for our country. Rather than Donald Trump, he was the worst president we ever had. He only looks out for himself and his family. Well, it looks like Joe Biden's done pretty well by his family, don't you think? I mean, they've all made a lot of money from his name. 
Well, that's that's how it works. I mean, everybody makes money being the president. Well, do you remember when the bot when uh, Donald Trump's kids all went before Congress and answered all those questions, and yet when Biden's son goes, he he won't go to the he won't go uh, in public. He wants it. I'm sorry, won't go and talk to them privately, uh, where maybe they can get some things ironed out. He he goes well, to the Senate instead uh, of the House. And his, his dad said, among the January 6th people who ignored subpoenas, that they should be prosecuted. I don't hear him calling well, for his son to be all prosecuted. Donald, all of Donald Trump's children were told what to say. They all lied. And, and so Hunter, Hunter Biden... Perjury, I hope they get caught for it. Hunter Biden won't even talk to them. I mean, so what's that mean? Well, that's his right, isn't it? Well, isn't it their right? Wouldn't it be Biden or Trump's kids' right not to testify then? If they tell the truth. Well, if they don't testify, they wouldn't matter what they say because they won't say it. Exactly. Okay, fair oh. enough. Okay, thank Th you, Thank buddy. you. Take day. care. You too, Bob. Take care. 570-743-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We'll take our final break of the day, and we'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. So, what do you want to get out of today's session? Well, Doc, ever since I was 10, I feel guilty around Christmas time, and I don't know why. I suggest regressive hypnosis. I'm game. You will now be under hypnosis. What is happening? It's Christmas morning. I'm 10. Turn up the volume in your head so we all can hear. Did Santa bring you everything you wanted? Yeah, this has been the best Christmas ever. So, uh, son, do you have a gift for your mother? I guess I forgot. Oh, that's all right. I'll get over it. But you won't. You're going to feel guilty the rest of your life. Merry Christmas. Don't let a little oversight now cost you therapy later. Give your loved ones something they'll really appreciate. A gift card from BJ's M Street Tavern and Oyster Bar. You choose the amount, they choose what they want from BJ's menu. And for every $25 you spend, get a coupon for free Bongo Bongo Dip. Plus, BJ's will donate $1 to Mostly Mutt's Animal Shelter. Simplify Christmas shopping with gift cards from BJ's in Sealands Grove and Danville. You check your phone, thermostat, and weather often. But the most important check of all should be yourself. COVID is still out there, but boosters against the latest variants are available. Find out where and how to get up to date at checkyourselfcentralpa.com. Five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. Got time for a quick call. 
Our texters are back at it again. One says, Bob, really, Biden is doing a good job? Why do you support fascism, Bob? And then Stan, responding to the calls that he must move along, says, I must move along? I know nothing will overturn 2020, but the fraud must not be repeated. Or is it fraud okay to the left? Well, hopefully fraud's not okay to anybody. You know, we're talking about Donald Trump like he is definitely going to be the Republican nominee, and it sure looks like he's going to be. In the Fox News polls that we released this morning, former President Trump keeps gaining ground in the Republican presidential nomination contest as fewer than one-third of GOP primary voters now back all his rivals combined, according to the latest Fox News survey. Trump's support stands at 69% in the primary race. That's up 7 points since November and fully 26 points since February. Ron DeSantis re receives 12% support, down 1% from November. Nikki Haley gets 9%, down 1. Vivek Ramaswamy, 5%, down 2. And Chris Christie, 2%, down 1. And Asa Hutchison, 1%, and he's holding steady at 1%. When asked their second choice, the top picks among Trump supporters are DeSantis with 50%, Ramaswamy with 20%, and Haley with 14%. In hypothetical general election matchups against President Joe Biden, Haley is ahead by six points, while Trump is up by four. Neither advantage, by the way, is statistically significant. DeSantis and Biden tie. As recently as August, Biden was narrowly ahead of all three of them. In the head-to-head -head against Haley, 83% of 2020 Biden voters stick with him, but 14% switch to her. In a matchup against Trump, just 5% of Biden's 2020 voters defect. So Nikki Haley has a better chance, statistically, of taking out Joe Biden. All right, good for her. Uh, Haley appears to have the broadest support of any Republican candidate and may be in the best position to take on Biden, says Republican Darren Shaw, who partners with Democrats Chris Anderson on the Fox News poll. But the simple fact is most Republicans currently prefer Trump. So the stakes in the early contests are high. She needs to beat DeSantis in Iowa and finish a strong second in New Hampshire to shake up the race. That's possible that could happen, too, by the way. When third-party candidates are included, Trump's edge over the president remains at four points, with Biden getting 37 percent to Trump's 41 percent. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. gets 14 percent, Jill Stein 3 percent, Cornell West 2 percent. That's mostly unchanged from last month. That'll do it for today. We've had fun being with you. We'll look forward to doing it all again tomorrow. We invite your calls. Start us out early by calling 570-743-9565. On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. This is WKOK Sunbury.